You are listening to a Reverie original podcast. Download the Reverie app and start streaming the best in queer film, series, podcasts, and music. Yes! They call me Dip and I'm Meatball, bitch. We got our own show up in this podcast, sis. Woof. DTF. You wanted to bear, but you got this mess. Unbearable. With Big Dipper. And Meatball. Hey. Okay, great. That's great. Dollar Shave Club has amazing shower products, hairstyling products, toothbrushes, and toothpaste. And of course, razors. Everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best, no matter how you get ready. Right now, you can get ready with an amazing deal on one of their shave, shower, or oral care starter sets at dollarshaveclub.com. Backslash Reverie. Hi, I'm Big Dipper. And I'm Meatball. And welcome back to Unbearable, Unbearable with Big Dipper and Meatball. Hi, Meatball. Hi, Big Dipper. How are you doing? Oh, my God. That is so fake, the way you just yep. talk to You're me. welcome. <laughs> Do you I'm like good. it? Yeah, I'm, I, I like it. I like when you're fake. I like when you smile because it's something I don't see very nope. often. Um, um, are you excited that this is our real season finale and not yeah. our fake out one that our, was like three episodes ago? Our gaggable fake season finale, mm-hmm. but here we are back. We've back given you work. bonus material and we're back, 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 back again. again. What have you been up to since we were gone? Um, I put out a music video for mm-hmm. Thickness, which... I was in, but you cut me out, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, we cut you out because you were clearly not happy to be in the video. Was I happy to be there that day? No. Okay. And then I made you get on camera. Yeah. And then you performed. Mm-hmm. And then the editor was like, I don't really like this footage. And I was like, cut him out. Cut him out. Just get him out. Because I knew you would be expecting it. And yeah. I wanted to just sort of like dash it. I don't dream. think I've watched that video yet. Wow. Um, That's great. I had a good time. I just got back from the UK, eight cities. I'm dead inside. I think <laughs> I called you halfway through. I will say that touring was like super, super fun, and I'd love to go back over there under different conditions. I just feel like you really had like an ego check on that tour. I did not have an ego check on that tour. <laughs> Because you like went there thinking you were Beyonce, and then no, you were like, I did not think I was Beyonce. <laughs> I just didn't expect to be sleeping four to a room. That's not something that I thought was going to be happening. Okay, I see that, and I want to test your time jumping ability. Okay, because when this comes out, I will have already come back from DragCon. How was DragCon New York? DragCon New York was amazing. <laughs> I did all my interviews for Hornet. I got to see all my favorite drag queens. I got drunk with Naomi Smalls. The end. Wow. You're you're just really you're living the best life. I truly you can am. As a it was so much fun. <laughs> I love that. No matter how long we've been doing this, you still have a tough time, sort of really understanding what time is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even <laughs> the time ask me the space. order of the months. I can't give it to you. <laughs> don't have um, it. Well, I think we should just jump right in because yeah, we have a we have a very old... very very special guest, and I'm so excited to have him here. We have Ross Matthews! And CJ! And CJ! <laughs> There's literally four people in the room, and you only introduced them. I haven't looked I'm over there yet. It was fun. We sat here and pretended like we weren't in the room for a minute. <laughs> and now you're here. And now we're here. Very fun. How do you guys feel? Super duper. You yeah. know, I well, I just love you. And so I'm so happy to be here. Well, I know <laughs> yeah, Dippy. I love how that feels. Well, I, I know Dippy, and now yeah. Meatball. I'm like in the mood for a Meatball. Yeah, <laughs> I do love Meatball, I must oh, say. Oh, do I'm you? Like, Huge fan. You're hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> I try. <laughs> no, you don't Do even you try. That that's, <laughs> it's I fun because you try, but you're not really trying, and that's yeah. what's funny. <laughs> Thank no, you. that's a compliment. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to push too hard. You're just naturally funny. That's it does funny. come naturally. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm, listen, I'm so happy to be here. You, you Dippy, you have done my podcast, Straight Talk with Ross. 
Ross, yes. where it's CJ is a co-host. Yeah. And uh, you're a big hit on that program. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated. I uh, I went. It was funny because I was trying to get the two of us, Meatball and I. I would love to have Meatball on. That would be very fun. And he was out of town, and I was like, Ross said I could come to the park. I'm just going. Yeah. And so I went you by myself. You texted it to me like I was going to be mad, and I was like, go. I, it's fine. But Meatball, would you come on some point? Oh, I would definitely do okay, it. Well, I was just out of the that. country for the time. Right. Oh, see, the, Beyond, the Beyonce moment mm-hmm. when she was on her Where did European you go through UK? Because I'm, I'm doing a tour I in November went... with a lot of the Drag Race girls are doing a roast tour. Oh. Uh, and so I'm going through Amsterdam and Mancha. Yeah, I'm hosting oh, it. Oh, my God. With Bob May... the Drag Queen and Monique Hart oh, my and um, God. Monique Exchange, Ginger Minj. All the girls. Oh, all the girls. Tons of All them. the comedians. Yeah, so did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it. I will say Manchester is like the city that made us feel like rock stars. It oh, was really? so much they fun. They put the man in Manchester. Yes, they wow. do. Oh, God, the hot guys are so hot over are there. They? Yeah, right. and they're uncut. I did shots out of foreskins. <laughs> oh, well, oh, have you well, ever? Well, have I ever? No, uh, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. <laughs> have you <laughs> ever seen <laughs> No. Oh, it's really fun. Does it burn? Did it uh, burn the guys? Mask. What did oh. What kind of alcohol was it? Tequila. I tequila. Tequila. Meatball okay. is a strict tequila. Yeah. So it was, just, it was just a shot of tequila out of... Uh, foreskin. Out of foreskin. Right into my mouth. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow, and now is that a special? Do you have to upgrade to get that? Was that on the plane on the way <laughs> it was, there? It was on my you... rider, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was like there. Meanwhile, wow. he spends the entire trip anytime he travels out of town, like just messaging people, like, "Who will let me do a shot of wow. tequila?" So this uh, this episode is uncut. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know what? We do our best to keep things uncut around here. Thank you. So. Um, Ross, mm. you're a famous celebrity person. <laughs> it's a dog. I mean, sort of. Sort Isn't of. that wild, though? Yeah, kind of. It is neat, you yeah. know, because I um I've been doing this for a very very long time, you know, Ooh. and and for a while I was still on the outside, 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 and I just feel like um I don't know. We could do with the Emmys recently. It's just sort of like you know I've covered the Emmys like 17 times and right. used the porta potty every single time on yeah. the outside and so it was nice I really took a lot of pride uh, of urinating inside <laughs> this year and then getting to go up on that stage you know I, uh, you know I am just you know I'm not like you know me Dippy it's not like a fancy situation sure you've been to my home we're not a fancy people well it <laughs> is very fancy because you've not been to my home well whatever so yeah <laughs> but um, but it does feel kind of neat you yeah. know to yeah. see things going on and have a job it is I'm so grateful it's you know? really it must be so rewarding to, yeah like, you covered it when did you do it when you were Ross the Intern? Yeah, so I started that was forever ago. Two thousand and one, I started. Wow. I remember TV. watching those Gag. when I was like in high school with yeah. my parents, just being like, "What is up with that guy? He's so fucking cool." <laughs> how old like, were you in two thousand one? Uh, how old are you now? I can tell you. I'm twenty nine. You're twenty nine, so you're ten years younger. Yeah. Just in thirty nine. So when I started on TV, you were eleven. Yeah. Okay, so let me tell you something. When I when I was eleven. There was nobody well, like me Well, I wanted on TV. to ask you totally. about that because right now I just finally covered my first red carpet for the spy who dumped me. Hey, congratulations. And I did that and I was like doing that and I was thinking about you kind of when I was doing Aww. it and how when you used to do those interviews, I... Sometimes as a drag queen, when you're out doing stuff and you're hired to do things, you feel like you're the butt of a joke. Mm. And I felt like watching you be like openly gay in situations where there wasn't any other gay people. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you were the butt of the joke a uh, little bit sometimes? It's so fascinating then, because I knew that I could be. And I yeah. knew that maybe at first I would be. But I knew if I could get people laughing with me by the yeah. end, that they would kind of forget to make fun of me. And you think about the culture back then. I was on The Tonight Show, NBC, yeah. right in the middle of it. And so these people I was the first gay person a lot of them saw and I know at first I remember and I write about this in my book man up I said it's the best 
spoiler, don't worry about it. It's available everywhere. But I said, um, it's in our notes. Okay. Calm down. So I said, no, but I, I remember thinking to myself, even at 21, going like, okay, they're going to laugh at you. They're going to make fun of you, but get them by the end, get them to laugh with you. Yeah, and then right. the next one, do it again. And the next one, do it again. And by the end of the, you know, it may take, uh, what, 18 years on television now, but eventually they won't be laughing at you but, as and, much. And what was, what was your age when what? you first did a segment on the Tonight I was Show? 21. I was living in the dorms I mean, oh in college. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? And to be that age and have that sort of understanding and foresight about like yeah. the, like yeah. did, you, did you really understand the level or were you just like, I need to produce a really good segment so I keep yeah. doing this? Both. Yeah. I knew I needed to deliver the humor because they didn't know, they thought they were just having a gimmick they didn't know yeah. my whole plan was like this is how the career begins they didn't get that part but i had been doing that you were like gay agenda <laughs> but no but i mean listen from seven years old six years old five years old on the bus i had to get the kids to laugh with me by the end to survive the bus trip oh, yeah. growing up in a farm town so this is nothing new this is just how i had always adapted and pivoted through life it was like okay i get it it's gonna be awkward for a second but by the end i'll make you laugh and then we'll move on and we'll be good and you'll kind right. of forget that we're different yeah. That's, That's so fascinating. So cool. yeah. yeah, and I am so drawn to, so when I started listening to Straight Talk. Uh-huh. Um, Available hilarious. everywhere. Everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you. you recently moved producer. We're now with or? Westwood One. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Because so, we also started Pop Talk, which we'll get into later. But this yes. is about CJ, your transitioning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, wow. support your, I support your transition. Thank you. To CJ. Um, <laughs> but when I started listening, I think one on one of the episodes, there was either a listener question or you you sort of revealed how you became friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. CJ, you were like, oh, I listened to the podcast and then I saw Ross out and I just approached him. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah, he was at a bar. We were in Palm Springs and I walked up to him and I said, Snapchat me that pussy. Because I had just been talking about that That's song. That's how Meatball uh, makes all Do you remember that when that song came out? Uh, Snapchat me that pussy. Down it go down in the DM. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I really like that song. But yes. It's yes. Yo Gotti. So yeah. I like that song Yo so Gabba much. Gabba? No, Meatball. <laughs> uh, I liked it. And I, sorry, I sang it on one, the podcast one week. And I was at my favorite gay bar in Palm Springs, Toucans, yes. where I go. It's 5.30 for trivia. And I, someone tapped me on the shoulder. And it was this giant Roz from Night Court looking man. And he said, uh, snap, uh, snap, jab me that pussy. And I go, are you a straight talker? He goes, yeah. And then I go, <laughs> do you remember? Yes. I said, are you a homo? <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> and then we were oh talking God. and I was like, you know, your show can be a little white at times. He said, fuck you, bring your black ass on. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that's said, how, that's so how I didn't see you offered him a Well, I like was, a, I was a fascinated guest? by yeah. this because Ross was always my favorite character. Right. Okay, all and right. I, and so I always said, I said, I said, fuck you, bring your black ass on. <laughs> and so then now he's been on the show for almost going on three years. Yeah, he, yeah. he came on as a guest and became a host, co-host that that's minute. incredible. Yeah. And your friendship blossomed over, mm-hmm. you know, being voice opposites. I don't know. No, I mean, you have one of the deepest, deepest voices I've I ever heard. I was not expecting right. that when you walked up. Who, which one are you talking We're to? We're talking to you. Definitely you, Ross. You, you have to tell me which one you're addressing. You know what? <laughs> the, see, the friendship just began because, uh, you know, uh, he thinks I'm ridiculous and I know that he is. And then we just sort of became mm-hmm. besties. We both love um, day drinking yes. at a Mexican restaurant. Yes. And, Perfect. No, but the truth is we have each other's back. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like, um, you, you ever see the movie The Bodyguard? Yeah. yeah. So CJ's like Whitney Houston. 
And you're carrying him places now. Okay. That's my bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. I well, so do you have a background in entertainment or how did you get started? Like, Yeah, I worked behind the scenes okay. with celebrities. And so I was already kind of doing that and just a fan of Ross. But oh. I never told him that for a, a while. Yeah. You know, so I was, I was working with celebrities and eventually he found out. And so... Because I never wanted to be built upon that. Like, I'm trying to collect celebrities yeah. in this journey. Well, I think that's so interesting, especially out here in L.A. And as you work, you end up interacting with more people. Like, mm-hmm. I had been a fan of yours, Ross. And then mm-hmm. we, you know, I did your podcast and we got to work together. Mm-hmm. And well, so I was, you like, ha- a fan of yours. Right. Yeah, and then, like, I used to buy your merch. And now I don't have to. Oh. Yes. So, so <laughs> months after, even even after never we had told him done that- the full season of this, the first season of this podcast, he was like, um, I came to one of your shows and bought a T-shirt and posted a picture on Instagram and you reposted it and this was like years ago and I never told you that but I think we find ourselves in that situation where we're like all of a sudden like interacting with people we've been fans of and I think it's like it can be kind of tricky so I was always like really fascinated by it. See because I will say even hearing Ross speak today that's I was getting tidbits that I never knew of and just hearing about your life as a kid and how you had Mm. to pivot through things and be funny because I was a fan because I would see him on TV and I'd be like ugh like that was my thinking yeah. of how I was raised to be a a gay man in America, and to see him and to see how loud he lived out with no fear, yeah, and then becoming a friend of him and just seeing him, I'm like, that's my motherfucker right there. So uh, <laughs> some as, as some fan is up in the face, like, can I take a selfie? I'm like, you can you say your name first? And right. so I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm literally the bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I like everybody. Well, <laughs> speaking about you. That's my I wanted to <laughs> talk about that because yeah. you, I mean, so one of the many things you've done is you were just uh, in cele- uh, on Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, yeah. Runner up. And, well, I agree. I should have won. And weren't you voted most America, likable? America's, America's yeah. favorite. America's favorite. favorite. America's favorite. And that to me, House in a very Valentina moment, translates to, mm-hmm. as we can rename an award anything we want <laughs> most likable you have this reputation oh. of being incredibly likable well that's and nice i mean it's true i'm nice to everybody yeah, I'm nice. yeah. Really. but that's that means something else to me from that show because i love big brother right and i played right. really hard and whatever you know you can d- decide for yourself if there was a bitty, bitter celebrity mm-hmm. jury who um, had fragile like egos you could dis- <laughs> you decide for yourself uh they were maybe really? they were mad at the fat gay guy won it doesn't matter i'm over it oh. like dear friends we still hang out to this of course. day course god bless them and their poor choices but I, I, um, I, uh, f- that meant a lot to me because, you know, CBS is as mainstream as the network's get. Right. And here it is, um, prime time, getting crazy, six million viewer kind of numbers. And the, you know, America chose this homo, made me feel really good. You know, yeah. we have, we have gone a long way from you, Meatball, being an 11 year old, watching me being a scared 21 year old yeah. on television and it being something else that I was on there. We've come a long way in the past two decades. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So that's what that meant to me. That's really incredible. Every time I say your name, I think that I want a meatball. And we are not far from a Costco. And I've been thinking in my head for the past, I don't know, four and a half minutes about getting <laughs> bags of frozen meatballs at Costco. Simply because I'm talking to you. I used to put them in my bra when I was performing and then oh. like, throw them at people, like stuff them. Oh. My th- Is that gross You're to about you? to sell so many tickets right now. <laughs> like a frozen one or were they heated they up? They were frozen when I put them in, but by the time I was done. <laughs> don't brag. Don't like, brag. And they were covered in sauce. With the sauce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I had a question about um because I just he says that I'm a bitch all the time, but yeah. are there like You're people not. in the industry that when you like when you see them on camera they're one thing and then behind the scenes they're just a total wreck? 
Yes. Specifically, certain people on Big Brother. And no. Who else? No. And, names? and who? And and names? Names? No, I never would. That's no, not no. my thing. But um, but yes, you the find first that. time I met you, mm-hmm. uh, we were working on. Uh, I was helping Willem with his talk show, yes. and you oh. showed up, and I was. It was just that moment of like. Oh, it's all the same. Like you walked in and you were like, "Hi, everyone!" As if you were hosting the lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, all the time. It's in the grocery store. <laughs> but that's what I mean. And and that's so cool because it's so genuine. So it never yeah. feels manufactured because you are in fact just yeah. being yourself. It's the easiest gig in the world. You know, when I first started all those years ago, one of the producers told me, "They said, Ross, if you can get a job being yourself, you'll be employed for your entire life." And I was like, mm. "Oh, that, I mean, that's the laziest job in the world, just being." I could do that and so that's all I've been trying to do it is disappointing as you meet people and you find out like oh that's that's the facade uh, that's the, and it bums me out so it really it honestly breaks my heart because I'm a super fan of pop culture so right. I would never tell you one because I don't know people never let me in a room again right. and two I don't want to hurt anyone mm-hmm. else's feelings you know that their favorite may be awful do you ever find that like the facade I don't know that it's worth it that they're two different acts and like the other person behind I've heard many a rumor and you may actually know things firsthand and we don't have to talk about it but I've heard many a rumor about who Dolly Parton really is oh. and there's a lot of internet kerfuffle about she's tattooed and has a short ca- haircut and I've is a lesbian I've never heard that she's mean I've never heard that she's mean no but I'm like she seems like a super cool chick over here mm-hmm. and then she seems like the really amazing icon that you know and this yeah. again this is all conjecture but have you ever encountered that thing where it's like uh-huh. both of them are super cool but no one knows about yes. the real yes <laughs> yes. Ooh. Ooh, yes there are some like really cheesy people that you're like every time they're on TV you're like oh my god eye roll they're like <laughs> robo presenter robo host and uh, they are a lot of fun ah! So I love stage. that yeah. I love that <laughs> ooh that's fun to even just think about the possibility. yeah <laughs> and see, I just you. had some dirty stories about really? one. Yeah, oh. I'll tell you. See, we're gonna go to day drink at a Mexican restaurant later. So I'll, <laughs> t- <laughs> I'll lose it. I mean, and you work I'm with so a jealous. lot of. Mm-hmm. You come. I'll tell you too. Uh, see, I can't be have to go work. work. I gotta go work. Um, and CJ, you work with a lot of like super famous people, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you like manage social media accounts and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. there must be so much about like what's messaging versus what's reality, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think to Ross's point. I say that with Ross, like, because you know we said it on air, but he's no. Ratchet Ross. When I when I when I drink when tequila, drink? when I drink tequila, it become become Ratchet Ross. That uh, is the only different version of me. Right. It's like you know, usually I like a sensible bedtime and elastic pant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I'm like, maybe I should, you know. Let's uh, dance on a table. Uh, PV, uh, I gave him a shot of tequila, and it was on from there. Wow. It's the best. It really <laughs> does, that happen, does that happen on vacation? Yeah, yes. you guys vacation together vacation. a lot, right? <laughs> How many vacations do y'all take in a year together? A few. A few. But I mostly it happens in Palm Springs. That doesn't count as a vacation, but right. that, you yeah. know, I have a house there, so I'm uh, there okay. all the time. And mm-hmm. like that is so fun to mm-hmm. be out and about and everyone's gay and old right. and nice or on yeah. vacation. Yeah. And, I love um, the nudist resorts there. You know what? That's one thing I don't do, but hey, one more shot of tequila yeah. and you're never signing up. Right. Ratchet Ross gonna take off his sports bra. Oh my god. It is really fun. Like I remember when I first started <laughs> listening to Straight Talk and 
you would proud. make dirty jokes. <laughs> yes. And be encouraged by certain people. <laughs> yeah, but that's not, yes. And, and people was, are surprised when they listen because you can't do that on television. Right. But it's it is it's not that I'm hiding it from television, it's just the you know, Federal Communications Committee or FCC or whatever they're called sure. says I can't. But that's an authentic thing. We go real Big blue time. on the show. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I did I, like I said, we do our research here. I was watching clips of you on television and I watched uh, a clip of you doing Family Feud. Oh, I get very competitive. And there was a three-letter word ending with X. I said Fox. Yeah, you sure I didn't never get over Fox. I got to say Fox. Sure didn't say sex. No, I was, I was like, so I was mad like, at that wow. answer. I'll never forget it. And then I was just on, <laughs> I, was I like, get really competitive. How do you not say <laughs> sex? It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> well, you were on TV. I, I, you were you know in your like, TV yeah. brain. And I was on TV. And mode. as a presenter, yeah. <laughs> I was just on uh, $100,000 Pyramid as oh, well. Oh, yeah, was so good. Did you watch it? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I was on Vivica A. Fox, who I adore. You know, she's really funny. Yeah. Um, but I knew she was going down. And I won both rounds and both time <laughs> I won. When I was on Celebrity Family Feud, um, I we raised uh, $25,000 for the Palm Springs Animal Shelter. And I brought my family on and I downloaded the app and was running them through drills in the back. And oh. I was up against Faith Evans, mm-hmm. Faith Evans, uh, who, who is yeah. wonderful. And her whole family was there. And I was like saying hello to her grandmother. But all I was thinking in my head was, you are going down. <laughs> and I, was, I was like meeting this wonderful woman and just like picturing her losing. And then <laughs> we beat them so hard. <laughs> it's good. You have a really great track record for game shows on television. Yeah. I get competitive. I, I know time. it doesn't matter, but big time. Okay. I do have a question. You mentioned <laughs> about um, getting advice to, to be yourself as a job. Yes. I was on IMDb looking up and there are these um, soap opera credits mm-hmm. linked to your name yes as chris Mm -hmm. slash restaurant uh patron uh i was a restaurant patron but then i got my own name and storyline so here's the story on that (laughs) wow i don't even know this yeah i did like 17 episodes a story arc on days Days of our our lives lives. so it was it was um in the like mid 2000s that decade and i was on the tonight show a lot i have an office because i went from being a correspondent to being a creative consultant on the show and doing online stuff with them so i would but i would produce my own segments and things so I had this office and they did Days of Our Lives there and they reached out and they go, Ross, do you want to do like a spot on Days of Our Lives? And I was like, hilarious, yes. And so I did it and they were like, would you come back? And I was like, yes. So then they sent me a script and I go, oh, no, this is lame. So they said, the guy was so nice. I think now the union would get mad, but he said, well, come over. So I walked like across the hall and went in and like wrote these little scenes with him. <laughs> and then so I'd be a, I was Sammy's best friend. And then I was Kate's assistant when she started the cosmetic company. Same character. You would just like you were pivot just do a different job. The, okay. Yeah. That's so still so in the grocery store, <laughs> people will come up works. to me and say, Chris, they'll point. And I'll be like, uh, and then I remember, oh yeah, days of our lives. <laughs> and they'll know exactly who I am. They said, Kate needs an assistant. She's off the rails. She needs someone to ground her. I go, you're right. I never <laughs> saw it. back in. I never saw it. I would say things like, lines like, um, you have to remember, Peter still loves you. And I'd be like, now who's Peter? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the I have swirling. No idea. I mean, the, the story yeah, Bible the story for a Days of Our Lives is probably so funny. A lot of people still him. recognize you from it. Uh-huh. That's so good. That you should wild. pop back in real quick. Right. I bet if you YouTube or something, there's clips. I will say the YouTube of like fun clips of you, it's hard to find. You know, let me tell you, there was a whole reason why. Uh, because the, you know, one of the first videos to go viral was me with the crocodile hunt- hunter Steve Irwin. Yes. Um, and NBC was so dumb 
in the early days, of course they've caught on now, that they would go on YouTube and I would post it on my blog. Yeah. And be like, oh my God, we're on YouTube. YouTube. And they were like, what's YouTube? And take it down. So they would take it down anytime something would start to get viral. Mm-hmm. So all my segments at one time have been on and they and we did hundreds of them. And right. they took them all down before they understood the power of right. that, you know, before they got a I YouTube I feel like account they or. should do like a Ross the Intern retrospective, <laughs> yes. like internet yes. release, like a whole yes. drop. I'm proud of all that stuff, but it is difficult to watch. Oh, I'm just sure. Because it, I well, mean, imagine twenty years ago, right? You watch yourself yeah. back then, and I was just so excited to be in the room, and I the whole point was not to be polished, and the whole point was to be real, which I embraced totally. But I pride myself now on interviewing and knowing te- live television for right. twenty almost of twenty course. years yeah. and things like that. Right. So it is a different experience watching yourself back then. Yeah, uh, and then there was a point where, in all truth. They really wanted to keep that excitement going, and so part of it was put on because I, I mean it was like I but I've been doing this for ten years. I'm not the intern anymore. Right, you're like I'm a creative uh, consultant yeah, right. on the show. Yeah, so some of it seems a little forced. I can see myself forcing it. Yeah, yeah. So that's tough to watch. That's a real talk. That's, that's real, talk. real talk. Just real what talk. What I have to hide now? Exactly. Behind Just being yourself all the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what was it like being in that room? I've when seen we, the video no like a hundred times. Like when, when, everyone keeps posting. When they said RuPaul's Drag Race, I, I just knew we were going to win. I just knew it because, and maybe I thought, I thought maybe we're not because you live in a bubble. You live on the West Coast yeah. and the coasts mm-hmm. are different and the stuff, but... It was the right time because our show, I think, is so good. But all those shows on that category were great. But something about our show is shifting the culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's really it's doing something a little more th- than just entertaining, which is great and important. But I think that needed to rec- recognize. And I, if we ever win again, I don't even care. If we're ever nominated again, I don't even care. But no one can take that moment away. Yeah, exactly. And it just felt so validating mm-hmm. for this show that we really have a lot of fun but take so seriously yeah. yeah it does a lot of good and i think about like the trickle down economy the trickle down cultural effect like there are there's no other show on television that truly has that sort of cultural impact on so many levels yeah. like yeah. there are other sh- shows that maybe share viewership numbers but only for an isolated period of time mm-hmm. yes. the fans don't maintain over the calendar year mm-hmm. uh-huh. they don't go to the conventions they don't right. go see the queens yes. on the road like it is a huge cultural shift it You're is totally right and uh well it's, and even even in the thinking, there are people watching this show who still don't really know any gay people. But also, in terms of making stars, American Idol doesn't do it anymore. I'm not throwing no, shade yeah. here, but does no. it, the voice, I don't know anyone except right. for um, the girl um, who was in that movie, Curly Sue, who's really adorable. She was in on The Voice. Anyway, whatever. The point is this. These queens, <laughs> they get one episode on Drag Race, and they can have a career for yeah. years yeah, now. You know, it's so really wild. making stars. That is so wild yeah look so at wild. you emmy yeah. you're just winner. up here changing lives no i'm not i'm just you know what i mean you guys. <laughs> judging <laughs> judging lives judging lives, lives. Judging lives. lives. <laughs> yeah. um so uh, one thing we like to talk about on this podcast is bears mm-hmm. uh you know there's a, a hard pun in our name on bearable oh yeah so oh. yeah. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Who said so we that they... always just ask, you know, questions like CJ, do you fuck bears? <laughs> yes. See? Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. good. Yeah. Ross? I mean, I you know gotten my first relationship was twenty eight Salvador and I'm still with him so I didn't I didn't do a lot of first relationship first relationship what for a couple months or something or as you would say relationship relationship so I didn't I didn't I'm not uh, well sexed really you know I I still probably only done like three and a half times are you well faxed but I'm I'm well (laughs) 
I can't fax like a mofo. Yeah, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. so I, I haven't, but I would. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, certainly. Because mm-hmm. we we have a lot of. I literally just got a DM on Instagram like a few hours ago that was like, "My boyfriend struggles with body image issues. Can you help him with anymore. confidence?" Question mark. So like, you know, there's a lot of in what I do. There's a lot of body positivity. Oh and, yeah, I love you that know, about your stuff. I love it. Meatball. Um, doesn't corset or whatever so yeah sometimes i mean belly out there i do but sometimes like having a little belly out's nice right and so when i was like uh doing the meet and greets everyone always wants to like play with my chest hair like rub my stomach so it's just like something i think that they're into even though they're skinny little ladies it's not kind of fun though like do you do did you ever think when you were a kid that you could feel this sexy because i see you uh um dippy i see you really embracing your body in a great way your instagram story is a great way to show that all the time time. it's just like wow you know such talent but you hide it behind did you always have that kind of confidence just throw your body out there like that or is it Uh, no, uh-huh. just okay. Yeah. Was there yeah. a moment when you decided, or was it just always ingrained in you to have that kind of confidence? It, 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 I think it came really organically, and it was linked to performance. It was sort of like, oh, well, I want to do this kind of idea in a music video. Mm-hmm. So the only way to do it is for me to be like wearing very little and like splashing in a water so we can get like that shot. And I was like, well, I guess I'll do it. But for a long time in like puberty, middle school, um, early high school, I like I didn't Mm. feel comfortable. But then the moment I got body hair everywhere I was like oh I feel like my body makes sense it's like mm. a chubby hairy body like that's where I sort of like locked into when mm. did you learn to like, identify as a bear like how far I think I that? learned about bears in like late college okay and then when I moved back to Chicago after college I was, Everyone like, was like oh You're there's a bear. like a bear party or a bear bar right. so yeah. yeah that sort of thing so there was a moment for me with because my voice is a thing right, right. that I could and I, I write about this in, in Man Up I really truly do I define manning up as celebrating what separates you from the pack, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and makes you stand up. And so my voice, there was a moment when I was just like, I could either hate myself or be all in. And it takes so much more effort to hate myself. I'm just all in. And that's how I fell into it. And so I'm curious though, for you when that happened. And, and when you talk about people writing you, you know, you should be really proud, both of you, just celebrating whatever you totally. are. It does inspire people. But I think it can be as simple as um, just choosing to just be all in with who you are and it sounds like you had a moment like that yeah and 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 i think that that moment appeared without me being conscious of it mm. mm-hmm. like the choice happened and then i sort of went with it and then when i looked back i was like oh well at this point i've already been on a stage in a jock strap so like i guess i'm comfortable <laughs> with it yeah. you know it's like <laughs> no, i did it and people clap so okay yeah, know. you know it's like now i do that and, and confidence is so sexy yes. right yeah. no matter what you look like or what you sound yep. like if you're confident people mm-hmm. look at you like fuck that's yes. hot yep. and that can make you feel hot totally right it's so even totally if you, um cyclical yeah so even if you have to fake it for a second just yep. to see what it feels like mm-hmm. look at what happens when you pretend even like you're confident yeah. for a second i know that sounds stupid but the, that pretending can lead to reality yeah, yeah. i just say that because I, I get so many emails like that from people too sort yeah of like, i hate myself how can i do this i think people need to hear that kind of message yeah, yeah we also get that that was the response we gave we had that question in our mailbag last right. week and that was the response we gave which was like post a picture on instagram and see how it goes like once yeah. you get those likes you'll be like oh okay uh-huh. and the more for me like like I post video, like my music videos on YouTube and there's always just like 
slurs and like there's like oh, negative stuff yeah. that just sort of comes in oh, yeah. but mm. you almost get to this point where like you don't even you're just sort of like oh sure that happens when you, and then when a positive comment happens that's what you actually see yes and so just, even if a few of them come in you're like whatever whatever and yeah. then you hold on to the good but ones. not even social media like just go to the bar yeah go to the <laughs> seriously <laughs> go to the mall out. and mm. feel confident and see what happens if you approach the world that way see what happens go to the mall oh i was gonna well, ask I you about like you love them all hate comments and stuff do you still even receive them or are you just like I do, I do a little bit but not not as much as you would think in the yeah. early days you know where they came from and I've talked about this before but where mm-hmm. they came from in the early days on Leno back in 2001 and 2002 were from gay people mm-hmm. the, they, really? they would email me and I was you know I've always been before social media I was always a blogger right? yeah. I, was always, I was in that with the comments and, and email and I would get so many so much hate mail from gay people saying you're setting the movement back how dare you yeah, wow. like you're so nelly i'm so embarrassed just when we're starting to be accepted you have to come and be such a stereotype and so what i would do is i would um email everybody back stop every no! single one and i'd ask for their phone number and i would call them this is a true story oh i would my call God. them and i would say to them look hey for starters how dare you <laughs> and secondly, like maybe if your parents can accept me in their living room, your life just got a little bit easier, mm. dumb fuck. You yeah. would call them? I would call them on the phone. It's yeah. So would their awesome. parents pick up first? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was older. It was oh, older yeah, okay. men. It was right. men in their 30s who had a s- reaction not that far from CJ's reaction when he first saw me too, which was like maybe it's like a self yeah. hatred. Like, how dare that guy be so him and so out there? Yeah. And, so, and maybe they just thought I was annoying. And that's fine if you think I'm annoying and not funny. That I can accept. But right. don't tell me I'm setting the movement back. Right. Um, and so it was really interesting to have a dialogue. And I'm still in touch with some of these people that I reached out back then and talked to. And because wow. I feel like if someone's, they don't do that anymore. It was rare. You know, there's yeah. too many comments now. But back <laughs> in the day, you know, you got an email. Mm-hmm. Or a comment on the blog, you could reach out to this person. You could oh, yeah. find them. And so um, that always bugged me and really rubbed me the wrong way. Interesting. Yeah. What so. was your, CJ, your confidence journey like? Because you, I mean, like, you're a tall, very muscular, yeah, CJ, very attractive man. Thank you, So, like, you know, w- did you ever struggle with any any of that? I know you sort mm-hmm. of teased on the, on the straight talk about uh, your coming out journey sort of being... Yeah, I think it was kind of all over the place at times I felt very confident but then also having to dive back into the closet because of my family and how I grew up and being gay and black in America and then my uncles being all straight and so I felt scared coming out because I've said it on straight talk like there's men in my family that still don't know as old as I am that I'm gay like I haven't talked to them and told them that I gay. so there's still something in my mind but oddly enough hanging with Ross and being on straight talk and just being out in in a public eye and being able to say my truth has helped me. So it goes to the point that you were just saying, put something on social media, do something like that. But being on this show has helped me be more comfortable with who I'm, whom I am. And so it's like, if I have to go and be around one of my uncles or one of them out at this point, I ain't got no wife. I ain't got no kids. Right. You dumb. <laughs> if you know damn well, my ass ain't gay and my jewelry is too fabulous. Do, do, do they know I'm gay? I don't think so. Wow. Well, you can tell. You guys are best friends. <laughs> just best friends. We you know, just CJ's together. best friend. Right, they just right. hang out. Um, <laughs> we have to take a quick break. Wow. But when we come back, more cool more things. More cool stuff. <laughs> Ooh. 
That was a fun ride. Oh, hi, Meatball. I didn't know you were sitting right there. What did you just pull out of your rectum? It's a prostate massager I was using for my rectal health. Oh, and how does that help your rectum health? I think if you massage your prostate and you come from an internal prostate massage, it's really good for your testicles and your prostate. Oh, wow. That's wild. Does it hurt? No, it feels amazing. Would you say it's ergonomically designed for a butthole? This prostate massager? Yeah. This prostate massager is called a Tomo, and it's by a company called MyGiddy, M-Y-G-I-D-D-I, dot com and um they're working to destigmatize butthole play with prostate massage what's wrong with being a bottom nothing exactly you left your tribe i did and became a top i know but it's all a front what are you talking about and you're truly just uh, i just have to tell my my buddy and it was great wait so you used my code money is mine baby you used my code and you got one. I make, Yeah, I had to use gun oil to get it up in me because since I became a top, I'm so tight. Wow. But it didn't hurt or anything. It felt great right up on there. Well, and it has so many different settings. It really does. There's the one setting that literally, like, if you imagine someone fingering a woman uh-huh. and doing that motion out in the world that sort of, like, come over here with two fingers, mm-hmm. the end of it does that. It does lift up. Yeah, it like lifts up and like while it's vibrating, it's it moves. Like fingers. Yeah. And then I was remembering that. I, no. <laughs> what? That you and I talked about it? Yeah, that we've like talked about it before. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's right. I should have been doing this for a while. Also, it made me come so hard. See? So if you want to do all of these things that Meatball said, go to mygiddy.com, use code DIPPER, and you get 20% off your order. That's mygiddy.com, and it uh, the the prostate massager is called a Tomo. Yeah, so go get one and shove it up your butt. You can now stream all the great queer content on Reverie for free. No subscription needed. Just download the app. Go to www.reverie.tv to start enjoying queer podcasts like this one. Films, series, and music. Don't you love how nice the new Reverie app looks? It looks great. I love the new color scheme and the new everything. Come on, logo. Come on, graphic design. Graphic design. Come on. Someone's passion is graphic design. User experience, web presence. Oh, it's so much easier to swipe through. Look at me swiping now. Those are the actual sounds, too. Did you know you can now stream my music videos on Reverie along with... So many other. Why would anyone want to do that? Amazing queer and allied artists. Actually, they're not amazing. I'm the only amazing one. But the other ones are, you know, queer and allied on par. On par. (laughs) But I'm a level above. But you are up there. Come on, Lacroix boy. Oh my God, we're back! Yes. Um, what a break! What a break! I think so long. I think we should. I know it's a little early, but I have a feeling um, this might spark a little conversation. I think we should move along into our first segment, <gasps> which I will say we stole from you. Oh, what is it? Oh. <laughs> I this, didn't even know this until the other day. Tell me, tell me real quick, so I can call my lawyer. This is <laughs> snack time. Oh my god, snack! 
We call it snack <laughs> attack, attack on ours. I know. Um, snack attack, attack and your belly's gonna be full. Halo, halo, a snack attack. Woo! I actually saw a grocery bag over there, and I literally thought, I thought to myself, God, I hope they got snacks. And then I go, Ross, it's not about you. They probably that's probably filled with books or something, but it's not. It is. I see chips coming out, guacamole. We're gonna rock out with our guac. Here's the problem. (laughs) What? When he asked me to pick up the snacks, normally I get like for Jackie B. I got her a bucket of fried chicken and she loved it. I'm sorry, Jackie B was here. Yeah, yeah. I I have to go. Okay. This was this was before <laughs> that these. That was season one. That was it was before, before it was the nice. couches were here. She didn't get this treatment, she so didn't don't have to worry. Do that. Okay. Um, okay. And then I asked him what I should I get. I won't stand for that. And he was like, "Oh well, Ross is always on a diet. Well, I don't uh, want him to eat. I don't know if he's you're going to eat. He doesn't like sweets, and so I was like, "Oh, well, I love that you know that. Well, I brought pastries to your house that I thought you were going to be like, yes, and destroy, and you just like looked at them, and I was like. Oh, I think I made the wrong move here. I had a corner of that Frosted Flake cookie or whatever it was, Corn Flake cookie. It was so oh, good. Not, yeah. Mm. No, not from, oh. from uh, Mr. Holmes. Oh. So I got a bunch of savory snacks that I enjoy. Yeah. Now, listen, everything you got are things I would eat. There really? are There are chips with guac. Like I said, pico de gallo. There's hummus with uh, celery. And there's, you got... Uh, I got rice cake because I didn't know how deep into a diet you are right now. Well, meatball, my drag name is Rice Cake. <laughs> just just oh. so you like know. that's mildly offensive. Uh, no. Uh, no, uh, this is this is a great selection. It is. Meatball, you really did a good job here. You did a great job. I had to go get snacks for the airplane tomorrow. Oh, right. Where are you going? Booked and gigged oh, this oh, one. you're going for, yes, you were, have been, you were just at I was at DragCon already. God damn it, I'm so bad at yeah, see. Here, slowly kick the table. I was at DragCon in New York as well. Were you? I was, and it was a delight. I was looking. I wanted to interview all the judges, but all I got was Michelle. Uh, well, I was busy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling this table. You yeah, should. Get in there, we'll, girl. We'll I, do we're going to get over there in a second, but help yourself, here. CJ. Okay. There's, uh, I'm making a choice to go for celery and hummus. Mm, okay. Fresh That's a great celery, choice. too. I yeah, guess. I love that. Um, so this is a great idea uh, happening when you're interviewing people no, about li- yeah. no, oh, I no, listen to the show like and they it. chew and yes. it annoys oh yeah get right in there give us an ASMR of your voice CJ is a listener of Unbearable yes I am do you guys want to hear me chew yes, yes. of course Hold on, so this is celery <laughs> I'm put it on uh. <laughs> Ew, not these sound effects. No, somebody is t- totally masturbating to me eating celery right now. <laughs> There's one over here. Meatball. Please do it. <laughs> Please. Just like whisper Please a little bit. Have you seen that happen. little girl with the red hair who does the ASMR videos? Oh, I, I was searching her out. I think her name is Life, the of, Life of Mac. Mac. But I don't think that her actual videos are great but i think people are pulling oh, segments pulled and pieces. making her into a meme which is very funny yeah because i think she herself as a youtuber is kind of like a more basic just general person and then they're like lifting these moments and making her viral we should do something with that on straight talk mm-hmm. just yes. what is it asmr you should do a full asmr stands for Auto sound meridian response. It's listening to people do things. Auto yeah. sensory. Oh, Janet Jackson did one recently. What? No, that's just how she talks. No, she did one on there. <laughs> no, that's but she did. Have, have you seen that interview with Janet Jackson when they're like, "Does Janet Jackson like hot Cheetos?" And she goes, "Hot Cheetos." 
No, what but, are those? No, she oh, like needs no. that slow and soft, and she was like, "So it's a Cheeto, but spicy." Like it was just this very funny interaction oh, where it's like, "You're so rich." I don't want to live like that. Like you don't know what a hot Cheeto is. Right. No, if you're at that point, um, too many people said yes. Too many people said yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Too many. Too many people said. Hold that yes. table away. Oh, I just you want just a little. I just, I'm gonna send it back. No, I just want a right. little bit right. of salsa. Well, this leads into our. Are you gonna be at Dragon this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're doing a couple by. panels. We're doing a Judge Judy panel with uh, Carson Michelle, myself, and then we're doing um, a Bossy Rossi panel, uh, which is uh, going to be. Games. Oh, you are going to do that. Yeah. Oh, Not good. Fun. Will wow. you? Oh, I'm sorry, we did. Yeah, I mean, exactly. we've already done it. Oh, I already you literally forgot just now within the last five minutes. <laughs> My brain's not working. I love my co-host. <laughs> I'm so good at my job. All right, let's move on to the next <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. No, I have a drag question. Go. When were you first on Drag Race? What season? Season three. As a guest Snatch, judge. Snatch Game season three. I'm very thin. Um, and I remember, was so excited because I love this game. I love the show. Um, I'm just listening. I was thrown off by your crunch, and then uh, I was came back again for another se- couple seasons later, and then they just sort of uh, said. You want to stick around. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. It was so It kind of feels like easy. you get a lot of your jobs that way, just being great in the moment. You know what? You know where jobs come from? They don't come from agents or managers. They come from showing up early, Amen. delivering, uh-huh. staying quiet, saying Amen. thank you, and mm-hmm. leaving. Not leaving until it's time. That's the truth. That's how I got Write so many jobs. Write that down, meatball. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> just deliver. It turns totally. out if you just deliver and are quiet and grateful and show up on time, yeah. you get so much work. Because it also becomes very apparent when you do that and then you look around and you see all the people not doing that who yeah. sort of were hired for one moment and then mm-hmm. you're like, well, you're not sticking around because yes. you were unable to do the thing. And I'm not throwing any shade towards anyone. There's, I know nothing of for course. why anything happened. I'm just saying for me personally, that's why that's happened for me. Yeah, yeah. and that makes total sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. did your love of drag, oh. like... I, oh. Yeah, I'm so curious, yeah. like, your exposure to Dragon CJ also Because you, you were in New York, LA. Right? No, oh. I've always been out on the West Coast. I grew up in a little farm town in Washington State. Uh-huh. And I remember when I got to college, I, I mean, of course I knew who Rue was. Of course, of course. But then I read Rue's first book when mm. I was in college, and I was just um, fascinated by by the confidence, really. The confidence yeah. and the risk and, and the talent. And... Um, and so then I started going to drag shows out here, you know, when I was old enough. And I just couldn't believe the kind of talent I was seeing. And then yeah. when I was traveling for, for Leno, I would go around the country. And even in shit little towns, we would find the closest gay bar, you know, and go. And I'd see drag queens in the fucking panhandle that were just killing it. Yes. Thinking like, oh, my God, they, they, they how one, they have to live in the Florida Panhandle, no, no, no shade, but shade, and like, and, and here they are, like, you know, they're like living there, but and they're and they're inspired somehow. But where are they getting these ideas? And I just, so then I just started going every chance I got, and that's what I really brought to Drag Race. I, and I wanted to bring, and I think they were looking for someone to judge as a fan, yeah, someone who, totally. who's out there, you know, with a stack of singles mm-hmm. and a few fives. If you're really good, mm-hmm. okay. keep them at and, the bottom so you know yeah, where they are. In the I know stack. where they are. I know where they are. <laughs> and uh, who's really thinking about what are going to make the kids stand up and scream and and I say that on Drag Race a lot it's like Mm -hmm. she she may not be the most polished she may not be this but when she walks around that corner I want to know what she's going to do I'm on the edge of my seat if she's playing in my town I'm buying a ticket and that's the only way I can judge yeah I remember I did like a little tour with the Idaho Pride organization and we did like like three small cities Mm -hmm. uh, in yeah Idaho Boise is in 
Idaho. Yes, yeah. correct. Okay, mm-hmm. so three small cities, and then we ended in Boise. And like, I we say Boise. That's how they say it. Boise. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Boise. That's how people say it incorrectly. How do you say Baltimore? Baltimore. Also <gasps> incorrect. How what? do you say it's Baltimore? Baltimore? How, how do you say Toronto? Suck my dick. How do you say Toronto though? Toronto. There's no second T. Toronto. There is a second T. There, there is. is, but colloquially. Uh, wow. Yeah. How do you say once, you, yeah, once you learn how to pronounce that, you can screw up <laughs> But anyhow, we were playing for these like <laughs> tiny little crowds of people who were so eager and so in. And yes. I was like, this gay bar is incredible. And these are the local queens here yep. in right. this yeah. town of 10,000 or like whatever it Those is. Those are still my favorite gigs to play. Sure. It's like the smaller ones it's or so like fun. the small cities because everyone comes out. For right. Yeah. They do. It's I remember a big deal. one time I was performing and I was I had a college gig in um Laramie, Wyoming, and I was sort of scared. I mean, Ooh. we all know the history of Laramie, yeah, and right. I was thinking, like, oh, God, do I want to? Do I want to go? Is the community going to welcome? And it's the best show I ever did because this these people came from you know hundreds of miles because yeah, yeah. it was like something gay, and they were so they wanted it yeah. so bad. They were so exciting, and plus it was touching to be there. With, yeah, thinking about Matthew. Where did you and see? Drag? Yeah, where was your first time seeing? Um, a friend of mine that made me realize that. He knew I was gay because he was he had RuPaul single the uh, supermodel. Uh-huh. He was like, "I think you want this." Ah! And I was like, and then years later, I was like, "Did you send you I was gay. <laughs> maybe, I didn't maybe because you used that voice when yeah. you. Was like, well, <laughs> You like damn pulled the, Gina <laughs> pulled the dick out of your mouth and you're like, you think I want this? Yeah. But it was RuPaul. Like yeah. it was first and foremost RuPaul. I fell in love with the music too. Mm-hmm. Like Black to My Roots is some jam. So yes. <laughs> and that video is fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Wait, so and and but where did you first like go see local drag? Uh, the Catch One because I oh, grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up across the street from the Catch One. So Jewel and I said Jewel. Crenshaw. Who's club it? Yeah, right off Crenshaw and Pico. Right. So Jewel used to actually babysit me too. So because oh. my family's you worked at the not these Kessler. hands, Jewel. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> the black Jewel. <laughs> my God. These hands are black. black. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Different Jewel. Right? Different Jewel. Different Jewel. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I saw my first drag show ever. <laughs> the looks he did, Sean. Yeah. Really incredible <laughs> to watch the dynamic. <laughs> this is why I wanted you both on. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so mad. Me because he tries to be mad, then I can always get like and like tickle, and just just little, tickle his emotional belly to, <laughs> to uh, break. Gets on my nerves. I love that. But now, obviously, you're probably uh, seeing more drag because uh, here I go to set with him and I just sit in oh, the back. Wow. Like, so I've been through whole season just sitting there, like, and I know the crew now. Everybody's like, see, That's I'm so like cool. high five and like I work there and I just sit with my sweater and just watch the whole show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. And yeah. uh, you're now doing a drag brunch, right? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, you did the first one. You you did. I did. We were celebrating Ross's birthday with yeah. my mother, Marta Bichu. You know what? Marta did a killer job. She's stunning. She will be back. You know, I love brunch and I love drag queens. And I've been to some drag brunches and thought, okay, I could, <laughs> I could do this better. And so I um, uh, did. Yeah. Amen. And and it really. We had the first ones every Saturday at Rockwell in uh, on the East Side, East Hollywood, mm-hmm. Los Feliz, mm-hmm. uh, in L.A. And um, 
It's at noon, and it really is so fun. So the first one, we had uh, Morgan McMichaels. We had um, Manila Luzon. We had Marta Bichu. Um, we had Roz Dresvelez hosting. Uh, we had Silky Ganache, who's a queen out of Chicago, come. And a surprise appearance by Miss Vangie. Oh, yeah, that was so great. And Dipper <laughs> DJed yes. and performed as well. And, and and it was a fantastic show. And, of course, it's great food, and I curate all the food and name everything. We have Power Bottomless Mimosas. Oh. We have Oh it's so God. fun. Um, and then you never know who's going to be in the audience at this, this I mean, drag brunch. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, Studio 54 was like a mosh, like it's just like a mishmash of like, mm-hmm. who the fuck is like Webster's there dancing yeah. Michael Jackson? Like, what's going on? Right. right? Liza's uh, <laughs> blowing her nose in the corner or something. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <clears throat> but it th- so at our first one was. Omarosa, all your friends. Oh my God, Brandy Glanville, Frankie Grande, Marissa Jarrett, Winoker, myself. Like, and that's the whole idea is you'll never know who's going to come. Gwyneth is going to come to one soon. Chloe Kardashian's going to come. That's amazing. Um, all these people are, are going to come, and it's just they're sort of amongst the crowd. You know, there's no yeah. roped off VIP section. Right. Um, right. There was this very funny moment when, like, one of the queens—I forget who it was—I think it was Manila. She was walking around, you know, like to the tables and collecting tips, and it was right when Frankie Grande walked in but there was like no one on the stage uh-huh. and he sort of like the stage light spilled onto him and he just started like <laughs> waving hi to his friends which looked like uh, <laughs> a, a full on performance <laughs> I love oh. when Morgan uh, Omarosa was tipping Morgan and Morgan goes bitch are you taping this bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh but you know I'm like there was no shade the point is what I wanted to create and it's sort of what I try to do with everything that I do too is I realize there's a complicated world going out there political politically there's complications of course people also have shit lives where like they have a lot of stuff going wrong or hard or they're uh, you know working at trying to go uphill and so what I try to do whether it's on my podcast or the TV or this brunch is to create a little bubble where maybe we can shut the door for 30 minutes or an hour an hour and a half and just have some fun Mm -hmm. you know just laugh like belly laugh yeah. and uh, and that's what we're trying to do and I think we achieved it on the yeah. first one it was super every cute. Saturday now it's very cool that you're doing it well, every Saturday it's like in that yeah. every Saturday isn't that fun that's every Saturday awesome. at noon so tickets are available on uh, Rockwell's website just search uh, Dragtastic Bubbly Brunch or, I don't I mean I don't know how to do it yeah. but uh, yeah it's good mm-hmm. so we're gonna move on to our next segment and I know you're both um, in, in relationships, relationships but the, the final segment of the show is Sex stories! Where you tell us your weirdest or strangest sex stories possible. And if you're too embarrassed, you can just sit back. Oh. Well, no. No, well, you have to tell a story. There's only one person that never actually told one. Who was it? Michaela. Oh. I'm looking at him saying, can I tell a story? I could tell a story. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't involve me, but it does. Okay. I was at Lazy Bear this week, or this uh, this summer. Oh my! Oh, God. recently. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And oh, I right. And okay. I had never been to Lazy Bear. I had been to Lazy Bear, but didn't know it was Lazy Bear. And right. it's in Guerneville. It's a big like so bear lovely. festival, and it's very, very, very fun. And so our friends, uh, my friends, who are now CJ's friends as well, have a beautiful house up there. I call them the Frisky Friscos because they used to live in San Francisco. And they're okay. And uh, anybody and they here have <laughs> sex parties? And they have sex parties? No, no, no. That's they have they have a house there. They're just frisky. frisky? I just. They're uh, kind of how do I the whores? Okay, okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so our people, our friends. Yeah. Uh, hello. Our people. Why do you think they're my friends? <laughs> <laughs> so I used one time I was on live television and one of them te- te- texted me a picture of a watch and I was just like, "What is 
what is this? You know, as the camera cut away from me, I go, what is this? And they text back, our hooker left his watch in our room last night. <laughs> <laughs> and me trying to keep it together. I was like mid-interview. was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, but the point is this. Um, Who's but? Uh, but the point is this. So uh, there's a bonfire at night. Yes. Bonf- bonfire. And so, you know, I'm thinking, oh my God, s'mores. Should I get graham crackers? What do I bring? No. No, it's not that kind of thing. <laughs> Been there. So, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we go by the fire and I'm like, well, this is fun. You know, there's like bars set up. So I have a cocktail. Everyone's feeling good. I had my vape pen. So Uh-oh. I was like, giggle, giggle, feeling good. I turn into the Pillsbury Doughboy when I do the marijuana too. <laughs> oh my gosh. And someone goes, do you want to go back to the giving tree? And I said, what is it? And I go, there's the giving tree in the back. I go, what is the giving tree? And they said, well, that's where the shit's going down. Like people are around this tree and there's stuff. So I go, I, I, I'm not going to do anything by the giving tree, but I need to see this. Yeah. So we start walking and I, and I start, and I hear, you know, and I go, oh. I go, oh my God. And they go, Ross, you may not speak because it's pitch black. You cannot speak because two things will happen. One, they'll either think, they'll they'll know that you're here or they'll think there's a woman here. <laughs> so I walked around She's the giving just tree. To get into the like, I just like tiptoed in a closed toe shoe, tiptoed <laughs> around, the, in the, around the giving tree and I saw things that I can never unsee. Uh, but these little, these people had no idea. They were, you know, pounding away as television's Ross Matthews was suppressing a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did a similar thing, but then I turned around and walked out and went, <laughs> And that's how I found my friends. That's cute. And I found you. That's, yeah, that's they were cute. Like, oh, there he is. I was just worried there was going to be a flash cam. I would have shut down. Like, <laughs> I would have cut it down like Avatar. So, oh. we've, we've both talked about this, that like... Like in the in the age of like cameras and everything, it feels very much like I feel like I would totally want to participate in like a lot more sort of like public behavior mm. or like at a party or a back room or whatever. But I always am just like I don't want anyone taking well, a photo. Yeah, someone did right. that to me. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, yes, yes, and no. I mean, part of me wants to be like, who cares? This is part of the culture, and right. I don't care. And it's not that I'm doing stuff, but you know, you're around. Like we go to the strip clubs in Puerto Vallarta mm-hmm. or something. I want to be there, but and then I do have that fear because. You know, like I just hosted a host in Miss America yeah, on I mean, ABC yes. a couple of weeks ago, so it's mainstream. But then also, what am I not going to do? Shut myself in a? Of course, right. Yeah, right. And so uh, I just decided just to be me, you know, and whatever. And if I guess I someone mean, takes a picture, you go, yeah, it was fun. Thank you, bye. Right. And right. I don't even necessarily mean like, like obviously on your level, there's a difference. I just mean like personally, like if you don't want your photo taken, like I know that there are some people like with their partner, they're like, oh, let's film ourselves fucking. And to me, like, I don't want to watch myself have sex. Yeah. I want to just do it. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm uninterested in the like, what, like, and I think, and we talked again, we talked about this. I don't mind filming myself like performing and stuff because I'm, I'm, it, what is going on? Are you, you thinking about it? No, I just, you do have a sex tape. No, I do not. I'm sorry, but you said picture. I'm sorry. Just like how my mind went to are the gro- what are those groceries in that bag? Or I'm going to go to Costco when you said film sex, yourself film myself, sex, I started picturing 
myself filming like what it must look like when I'm, I'm like oh god oh, yeah. I don't even yeah. like when people take a picture from like the you know the back kind of behind you and you see that triple chin I can't imagine what my body looks like I'm just in the imagining of you like setting your camera up on your dresser Everybody, and like walking away do me a favor everyone right now even if you're driving just close your eyes and picture <laughs> picture me having sex and yes. see, see how you feel. by the way that's working better than Weight Watchers I so think you ride on top that's all, that's all I'm saying how do you know I'm riding I, Maybe I'm a big power top. Oh. Maybe you're verse, so calm down. Yeah. You could be doing both. In my mind, you're riding on top and very much cackling. Well, oh my God, this is wonderful. Okay, how do you picture it? I actually did picture you as a top. Yeah, <laughs> but like oh, bent over the edge of the bed and very aggressive. Very aggressive. Very like aggressive. pushing oh, face like pushing into his the, face in. Ooh, my like, favorite it, move. Oh. My favorite move when you pick I up when you pick up the leg on the back of the neck. Yes. When I pick your you like when I take your leg and put no, it no, your leg and you put it on the back of my neck. I'm fucking you. Yes, and shove my head into the Specifically just him though. Yes. You know what I mean? One leg and then you balance yourself with your hands. So you're face down. Yeah, on the bed and your leg comes up on my neck. I hope I stretched. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, CJ, do you have a sex tomorrow. story for us? Um, whew, I think of so <laughs> most of my relationships have been with tops, right? Okay. So the first top I she's a bottle. dated, <laughs> I didn't tell him necessarily because he was just fine. It was the first time I had like he would he was a gangster. He's from Long Beach. He was Long Beach crap. You know, he had a really nice car, really nice rims. And I was Ooh, like, I'm gonna get rims. this gangster. So mm-hmm. I lay on my stomach. And so I'm just like, okay, just go ahead, let's do it. So he's like putting his penis in between my buttocks, right? Mm-hmm. So he gets to the hole mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, oh a little more lube. Right. And so we get a little more lube. And so I just Maneuvered it or squeeze it enough Stop. to where it went. It didn't go in, but it went like uh-huh. in the oh, gooch area. Yeah. So the whole time we were dating for like a year, he always thought he was fucking me. And I was like, oh my God. But he just slid it like into yeah. your taint. Yeah. And that's that, that's that booty meat. Uh, control muscle kegel thing, and, and so, just, like, so he must it. have <laughs> thought you had the cleanest asshole on the planet. Baby, we could fuck in the parking lot of Bob's Big Boy and get it cracking. You did you? <laughs> wow! So you were like, "Wow, the inside of my thighs oh, you're feel amazing." So sick! You're so big! Oh, oh. my god! Yeah. Wow! And that's just because you don't like getting fucked. I just don't like a penis in my butt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you, so yeah. you don't like getting fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the dick was good enough for you to stick around mm-hmm. and play that game. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Would he let you suck? And him? that rapper. Oh uh, yeah. No, yeah. and that uh, guy, that was me. <laughs> so I just found it this whole time. Uh, CJ wasn't. Uh, You're like uh, taking, taking that dick. dick. Taking was, my thick dick. I was just hitting butt. them thighs. Yeah. That's all that's I was all up to. Glad you like my rims, but I'm upset about. Oh my god. Oh my I will say that that is like a really <laughs> amazing because I hear about that happening to like teenagers a mm-hmm, lot. Like mm-hmm. I've heard, uh, you know, women tell stories of like, oh, yeah, he thought we were having sex, but I just fooled him because my legs felt good. Yeah. <laughs> no, serious. It's a real <laughs> That's thing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm, Congrats mm-hmm. to you. Oh, and then you well, can go raw because, you know, it's right? going on. And, and then I would always stop and be like, oh, just give me the towel. Let me wipe it myself. So I would just have to go under and then lift up my balls and just wipe it out. You Scoop. are too <laughs> So I wonder if you're really good or, or maybe this guy was just dumb as Wait, He must fuck. have been really fucking dumb. Were you always in the same <laughs> position? Yes, always. Like always on my stomach because it was easier for me to control it. 
Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So well, when I'm riding you and cackling, yes. am I, are you in my butt or just in my gut? <laughs> you just get that thigh meat. Gosh. I'm in your gut. Oh! oh okay, meatball, sex stuff. <laughs> um, well, this, because this episode is coming out very close to Halloween. Oh, do you have a spooky one? I have a spooky blowjob story. Ooh. Um, so it was, I don't know, I was, I was throwing a Halloween party one night, but when we were in New, when I lived in New York, we would always throw like the pre-Halloween party and then go to someone else's house for the end of it Mm, because I didn't want my house ruined. So we had like 20 people over and there was this guy who looked exactly like Michael Jackson. And at this point, I was... In costume? And he was in a Michael Jackson costume and he like, he just looked just like him and I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know his name or anything. So then we were like shutting down the party. We sent everyone away. Were you dressed as a toddler? I was dressed as a... (laughs) No, but I did dress up like a baby a lot. Were you dressed like a monkey? (laughs) I was dressed like... I guess it was kind of like a little kid. I had like a little blonde. It was like a Barbie. It was yep. a Ken. So <laughs> it was like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, he was, he was homo alone. Oh, so we, stupid. everyone else took the subway and went together. And so he was at my house, and we just started making out. And like, I was like, we got to get to the other party. We got to get to the other party. And he started blowing me, and I was like, no, 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 no. We got to get to the other party. So then we take a cab. And while we're in the cab, he's making out with me. And the cab driver was like, hey, you two have to stop. Because there's like two guys making out in the back of his car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, cool. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that's don't do gross. that. Yeah. Don't do that. Man, but, I don't care in your so, bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so then he um, he was like, well, I'm just going to lay down. Is it fine if I lay down? And he starts blowing me again in the cab. And I swear to God, I'm like, please stop, please stop. But I can't say anything. I keep like trying to swat him away. But he was very interested in doing it. So for the rest of the ride to like from Lower East Side to Brooklyn, he was just blowing me. Wow. And I was just making eye contact with the cab driver. Not making like, just eye being contact. Like, <laughs> oh wait, so you're saying you're saying your eager friend made a show of like, I'm tired. I'm just yeah, gonna he did lay that. And I was down. like, this guy knows exactly what's happening, but oh, we're like on the God. fucking Brooklyn wow. Bridge. He can't like pull over and stop. Was he good or was he bad? It was, bad. It was too fucking horrible you know. for me to know. Oh, was he bad? <laughs> yeah. Was it? Did you finish in the cab? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Uh-huh. While well, you made direct eye contact. Yeah, well, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like just trying to keep a normal face. Oh wow, trick or treat. Haven't yeah. we done the audio of your cum shot on this? Uh, yeah, I think it sounded. What like was what? it? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's what it sounds like. I heard you by the giving tree. <laughs> right. You were there. I was there. <laughs> um well mine is like a little uh ego driven, but uh that's basically fun. there was this gentleman that I know from the apps who has a really great dick. And I enjoy sucking his dick. And so I went over to his house to suck his dick. And he, uh, his phone was still on. So I started hearing all of these messages come through also on the app. Mm. And he made some comment like, oh, you know, it's the witching hour. Like around 945 in West Hollywood, 10 o'clock on the weeknights. Like everybody hops on here and see if they can get off before they go to bed or whatever. Oh, oh. And he, I, I, go to I sort of responded with like, well, yeah, it would be more fun if there were like two dicks here for me to suck. And he was like, well, maybe I can get one for you. And so it didn't happen that night. But then we started like having this exchange where he would send me like profile shots mm-hmm. of guys like, oh, I can ask him to come. And I was like, sure, do it. Hmm. And I sort of assumed that he was also then sending my photo to he, people. He was like a headhunter. Yeah. Being like. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 
<laughs> it does make sense you have an Emmy, yeah. based on that kind of view. Uh, and so, you know, I, I sort of in the back of my head, like, assumed he was sending my picture out to people. Like, this is the guy I can have over here, and he'll suck all our dicks or whatever. Mm-hmm, you would think. So, I he told, you know, he was like, hey, here's a guy. He sent me his photo. He sent me his dick pic. I was like, sure, sounds great. So, I went over. They were both there. I just sort of like immediately got to work doing what I came to do. Were they attractive? Was he attractive? Your type? Were you into it? It's this one guy is very, it, it has become clear over time that it is just about his penis. You just like his dick. Yeah. So, the he's, he's always like, oh, take your clothes off. Oh, you should kiss me. And I was like, I'm happy to leave or I can suck your dick. Okay. And then the second guy that was there, were you, it was the dick equally as good? Uh, in its own right. Okay. Uh, like so like, no. it was like it was like a good side dish to the main course. I understand. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, no complaints here. Uh, Not like a little bit of a complaint. All right. No. <laughs> and so, so anyways, I suck them both off. They enjoy, you know, we're like they're like toweling off, and I'm standing up, and um, the first guy he goes, so I have a question for you, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh huh, and he was like, are you a um. You have a stage name? You go by Big Dipper? And I was like, oh, uh-huh, I do. I sort of like laughed and paused in a moment. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he was like, because I was like, I sent your photo to a friend of mine. And they like freaked out that I knew who you were or that I knew you. And then like told me you have all these videos on YouTube. And I was like, uh-huh. And I would. How then, did you not expect this? I, it just. Him sitting out photos of you on a gay app like I'm not surprised I don't know because we had never had a conversation where I was like but he was sending your photo out we had never had a conversation where I said go ahead and send my picture out I Uh. kind of assumed but because we hadn't talked about it it wasn't like do that oh this is a gonna be a consequence Uh. and so it was just this thing where I like didn't expect it and I was like and he was like I hope I didn't make it weird and I was like you didn't, but it is weird for me, so I probably will never be coming back. And then I left. Did you ever go back? Did you lock your no. Photos? Why not? Because I'm uninterested. I also like wasn't really sold on the whole situation to begin with. We, uh, okay. But did you lock your photos on the app from him, or does he still have all your nudes? I don't right. think I don't have nudes on that. Oh, okay. I never sent him any oh, nudes, smart. and I don't think my photos are unlocked for him. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But he goes, he goes, I promise I won't look at anything if you don't want that to make it weird. But I was like, maybe if I was more into it, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, okay, it won't be weird. Because obviously, like, I'm putting stuff out into the world and I'm trying to have a sex life. And it's like, those things are going to overlap. Like, I'm not, I don't feel crazy about it. But Mm -hmm. in that moment, I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I Mm -hmm. lost my mind. Mm -hmm. So yeah, because you're getting people are knowing you. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this fucking monster clown gets to hide behind all that dumb makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when I was traveling, I did put my name as Meatball on the app. Stop. Because I was like, just come get it. Yeah, you know you what are you worried about? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking care. Give if I was ever me. single, and uh, I, I would, I would do the. You have to do the apps, and I would just put yeah. myself out there. You have yeah. to do it. Yeah. I love when people who are well known do that. I mean, what do you yeah. got to hide? Yeah. Hello, just yeah. do it, Dippy. Yeah, do it. I think it's because like I really want to 
be incredibly promiscuous and I don't necessarily want to like date anyone Uh Mm -hmm. and I feel like in the same way linking it back to CJ you saying you having like this like whoa that's Mm -hmm. too gay for me sort Mm -hmm. of reaction like I feel like even though I'm so sex positive in my music there's something ingrained in society and culture that like a promiscuous sex life Mm -hmm. is like a it's like you're private and so like I'm happy to like talk about all my sex stories out on the air but like Mm. I don't know that I would ever like take a photo jerking two dicks off onto my face and be like mm. smiling about it. All right, don't for come s- for me like that. Okay. I did that one time. That one time. <laughs> Find the video out- on Tumblr. <laughs> it turns out this uh, Samantha is a Miranda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charlotte so over here. She was, like oh, waving right. napkins in the air. Um, well, listen. Let it go. You okay. know. And I just want to say something before we wrap things up. Yes. I made a joke about Jackie Beat. Uh, I and I meant every word that I said. <laughs> No, I love Jackie Beat. I knew Jackie was here, and uh, Jackie is the, the best of the best yeah. of the best. So yeah, yeah. she's Jackie. fucking fantastic. Yeah. But I never want to see her again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I never want to smell her. Again. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Um, <laughs> it's that's me. Great... I'm worse. It's my smell. Yeah, uh-huh. it is. Wait, what's the name of your one woman show? Sorry about the smell. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's so great. Well, listen, CJ, where can people find you on the internet? Um, CJ Life. C-J-A-Y-L-Y-F-E. Life spelled with a Y. Yeah. Because that's how we take butts in our thighs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Uh, dicks, dicks in our thighs. I fucked it up. Whatever. Ross, where can people find you? People can find me uh, at the Giving Tree. <laughs> lazy Bear. Great. Or Hello Ross on all social media. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. And people can find me taking butts in my thighs. Taking oh. butts no, in uh, my thighs. You can Fuck find me you. at Spiciest Meatball on Instagram or Fat Drag Meatball on uh, Twitter. And I'm Big Dipper jelly and listen we made it to the end of season two we did thank you for being here on the finale after such a whirlwind week and your birthday no less yeah it's crazy i'm so happy to be here it was a no-brainer i said yes right away so fun yeah thank you both and congratulations on two seasons of Thanks. a great pocket. You know what you're doing? You're giving people something in a shitty world to look forward to, to mm-hmm. shut the door for just a little bit, to just have a good time. So and thank you for doing that. Jerk off to the sound of you chewing celery. Come well, on, I th- baby. I think they were probably already doing that. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> um, so listen, subscribe to us and rate us everywhere on all the things that we do. And listen, if you have any questions or you're curious about season three, email us at unbearmyheart at gmail.com. Uh, and don't and forget to download the Reverie app because Reverie. Unbearable with Big Dipper and Meatball is a Reverie original podcast. Executive produced by Aaliyah J. Daniels, LaShawn McGee, Chris Rodriguez, and Damian Pelliccioni. The show is produced by Josh Perkins. Our cover art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our song was produced by Mike Malarkey. Ooh. Ooh. Download the Reverie app and use code BEAR for 25% off your first three three months. months. 